morning, everybody. Kevin Draco with his dream house here along with Chef Mark and Kevin Kistner over there on the board. Brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. This dream house, if you don't already know, is a program that's all about the home. We're going to discuss renovations, remodels, and converting your property into your dream house. We're also going to navigate common homeowner pitfalls and even give you advice on buying and selling homes. If you have any questions or comments, contact us by email at this dream house at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook and twitter at this dream house and we'd love to hear from everybody hi kev dude what's up oh my god i have no words <laughs> you have no words i don't you know I, I mean obviously coming into this season you know i have to be i was pretty like uh, you know nine and eight i thought nine and eight ten and seven at best eleven and six, right? I thought that would be the 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 max. Man, I don't know if we're going to get five and twelve. I don't know if the Broncos do it. I mean, I don't know where you find two more wins on the season. I I, I have no idea. Well, I mean, maybe this weekend with Carolina. I mean, I, I get it. Carolina's at home, but listen, their offense is struggling too. They have a good defense, but I mean, it's possible, right? I mean, it really is possible, and. Here's the, what I wanted to talk about today. You know, yes, the Broncos had to get rid of Melvin. Um, there's no doubt about it. However, here's my question to you: Who put Melvin in the game, and who handed the ball off to Melvin for the however manyth time uh, for him to sort of fumble the ball? Who did that? It, I don't know. It makes no. I mean, it really comes down on uh, George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett because let's go back to day one. Uh, George Payton. You're the one who re-signed him. And maybe my thing is maybe this is a little conspiracy conspiracy theory, but what if Russell Wilson was like, no, I need him. They gave Russell Wilson everything in the world. Uh, I think that's still speculative. But I think it's because co- it's his college teammates. Like, I need my buddy back. Yeah, I mean, look, I think it can be closer to more recent to me. Let's just say all that's true or whatever. And let's just say they signed. Let's just say they played him. He fumbles the ball however many times, and yet here we are, Raiders, home game. You're on – what yard line was that on? Oh, it was inside the five. Right, and Melvin's in the game, not Latavius. Yeah. Who has done a nice job Yeah, carrying the ball in that situation, hasn't fumbled, yep. and who's in the game? Melvin Gordon. Okay, so Makes no whose sense. decision is that? It's got to be it's got to be Nathaniel Hackett okay. because he did come out and say, "Well, he's in our strong formation. That's our tank formation where we need him in the goal line because he scored for us this year. He scored two touchdowns for you this year." The definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and over and, and over expecting and over. a different result. And so I'm going to go back to my original statement. I have no problem. They you look at that point you just needed to release Melvin, right? You sh- but he should have been released weeks ago. I mean, right. we talked about it a but million times. This still comes to the person to put him in the game and gave him yeah. the opportunity to do it again. Yeah, this isn't on Melvin. This is on the Broncos for allowing it. You know, and, and so, yeah, I know this sounds like you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I, I, I'm not understanding really at this point how Hackett may have a position, to be honest with you, and it kills me because I really wanted him to succeed. However, how many times this year – I mean, these are all close games, right? We, we've we said it. We hear it every week, every broadcast. Close game, close game, close game. 
And it's these decisions that have cost a close game. So at what point isn't that on the coach? And at what point don't you make a move? And at what point are we just, you know, avoiding the inevitable? And if that is the case, and I think I heard the guys this week talk about, well, then at what point do you make the move? Are you going to wait till next year to potentially sign another first-time head coach and start all over again? Are we going to give him a chance to get through this season? At what point is the best prediction of future behavior, past behavior? None of this makes sense to me. It, it really doesn't. I, I do see a scenario where Nathaniel Hackett comes back. Oh, and I it's do be- too. And it's because – they're losing close games. I and George Payton came out when he went when they went to London and said that, hey, you know, we really we still believe in him. We've lost a lot of close games. Blah blah. We're all behind him. It's going to take you getting destroyed by 30 points against the Chiefs on Sunday night football in a few weeks. That's going to be a trigger because you're going to be on national TV embarrassing again. Yeah, but we we were close with them the first game. There's no reason to think they're going to embarrass us this game. There really well, isn't. We haven't, we, haven't this defense, we haven't played the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. I, well, I am corrected. Holy <laughs> good gravy. I thought the we Chargers. had. We have the Chargers. Chargers. Right, 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 right. But the Chiefs, they're going to come in and blow us, blow the ball yeah, us out by 30. The, yeah, they got no running game right now. It doesn't matter. They got no running game. They're going to pass. I think this defense is good enough. Heck, it's the same team pretty much that played the Chiefs close last year yeah. right we'll see I, but you know for me again I think it's inevitable um yeah it's frustrating man it dude it is it is so frustrating because you've had if you just go back to the basics this team doesn't do the basics you do the basic things you hand the ball off to the best running back on the team not ju- uh Melvin Gordon Melvin should have been cut weeks ago. You can't even figure that out. Should I give the ball back to Melvin Gordon, who's fumbled five times this year? On the same spot that he yeah. fumbled in. Again and again and again. Huh, maybe. You know what? Let's try it again. No, it's like asking the but, same girl out 15 times, and she in said a way, no. In a way, I don't blame Melvin. What do you want Melvin to do? No, coach, don't well, no, put me you, in. I you, might fumble. You can't. You blame Melvin for fumbling, but you can't blame him for being in the game. Right. you got to blame the coaches. Exactly my point. There you go. All right, buddy. Well, it well, is. It's bad. It's pathetic. All right, ready? Panthers, Broncos. Oh God! I, I, I actually, I think this is easy. Go ahead. It's the Panthers, and I think they win thirteen to six. Okay, I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go Broncos seventeen thirteen. I don't. 17. I, I've got to 17, now. Seventeen. They're coming up with seventeen points. They're playing in beautiful Carolina, where I came back from. It's going to be beautiful weather. Broncos are going to just, they're going to win this game. And now, and I and I hate to say this because I never want to see them lose, but it just extends the life, so to speak. But, again, this is all about showing improvement. And I know time and time again they've let us down. Maybe Does this... Russell throw two touchdowns in this game? Or how, they're I mean, a good defense. How do they get, how do they get two There's a good defense. I mean, look, Russ, if you really think about it, his passing yardage has not been bad. He just, we just can't get the ball in the end zone. Right. I, I I got us as a one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown, and it'll be Latavius Murray again. Thank God, Hallelujah. I I hope you're <laughs> right. I just based off all this stuff, man, all the evidence they've given us. I just I have no faith. I don't even want to go to games this year. I mean, I, my I have my season tickets. I'm like I'm selling. Like I why even go to this? We should be getting our money back because you guys can't put out a good performance. Well, it, it, yeah, look, I agree. It's been frustrating, brother. Uh, but 
you know, it's like anything, right? We're fans. We stick it through and yeah. through. And uh, all we can really do is hope to play better coming towards the end of the season and turn all these close games that we lost this year into wins next year. That is my truest, truest hope. And I hope uh, the Penner Group can figure it out and make some incredible offseason decisions. Okay, everybody, it's time for our first guest. Good friends of Chef Mark over there. We have Adam Munn, Division Manager and Kimberly Stubbs, Market Development Manager for Appliance Factory Fine Lines. Awesome to have you guys. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. We're really excited to be here. Yeah, you know, I really wanted to get you guys introduced to our listeners because um, Fine Lines is such an incredible... um, retail establishment in Denver that I don't know how many people really know that you all are out there and what you do. So let's start right away with that, Adam. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Fine Lines. So Fine Lines specializes in uh, luxury appliances, the kind of higher end stuff. Um, And typically we work with builders, designers and architects, which is why uh, some of the public may not know about us. Uh, public can always walk into our showroom and we're always happy to assist. But generally, we have relationships with people that refer us business. Yeah, so that's important. So, yes, general public, go in and shop fine lines. You're more than welcome to do it. Um, but you have these great relations. And, you, you know, speaking of relations, um, fine lines, uh, you know, high-end appliances tell me you better have good relationships. <laughs> Definitely. Relationships is probably the biggest word that I could use to describe what drives our business. And, um, you know, there's a really important link between the designers, the builders and the architects and having a really solid appliance partner that provides exceptional service from highly trained account managers. Uh, It just makes the whole process uh, as seamless as it can be. And there's several other unnameable retailers are our luxury appliance dealers in town what separates you adam uh what separates your team yeah absolutely we we have competition just like anybody else and uh you know that competition keeps all of us honest and you know everybody's very good at what they do but i'd like to think that my team are uh up there with the very best we are extremely highly trained and customer service is our passion uh, along with creating these dream kitchens it's an absolute privilege to be involved in these projects and you know people can't work for me unless they're really passionate about this sort of stuff um, like I said, we're, we're making dreams come true here, and it's it's an absolute honor to be involved in these projects. The thing that makes us slightly different, um, Chef Mark, our guest here in the studio, yeah. uh, he uh, he oh, actually... Hold on. You're my guest in the studio. Sorry, yeah, I, I got that wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so Chef Mark actually goes out to these clients' homes when they spend $25,000 or more on appliances, which, which isn't hard to do when you're in the luxury um, realm. And he will do a cooking class and a dinner party for them and 10 friends. And uh, I think that's just an amazing thing because uh, these projects invariably face delays and problems along the way. Um, So, you know, it's a bit like cutting the ribbon. And, uh, you know, I now declare this kitchen open. And that end user that has probably been through some delays and problems gets to show that kitchen off to their friends and family. And Chef will give them some tutorials on how to maximize Uh, their appliances yeah so and let me narrow this down even to more layman's terms what i heard you say is if one of your clients one of your architects one of your designers 
Uh, they bring a client in. They're doing business with appliance factory fine lines, and they spend $25,000 or more, which in luxury appliances, uh, I'm assuming that could be one range or one refrigerator. Uh, my partner over there, yeah. Chef Mark, is going to come out. And he's going to give this cooking party for uh, them and 10 of their friends. And there's no cost to that. There is no cost to that whatsoever. It's all complimentary and uh, just part of what we offer our clients. Well, look, that, Seth, I mean, that sounds like a deal and a half, buddy. Yeah, you know those galas and fundraisers that we go to? It's I know same, them very well. Yeah, yes, it's the sir. same thing that we, we donate uh, and help raise funds. It's the same style of event. The difference is, is that this is something that the customer has earned by being a Fine Lines uh, customer. And it is tremendous amounts of fun because you know I think everybody in this room knows how food creates fellowship so when you have your friends, I don't know if it creates fellowship as much as oh my god I just love it yeah like well, my life seems to revolve truly revolve okay. around I mean honestly chef yeah. if I go on vacation you're eating well no I have all the restaurants it doesn't <laughs> I know the town I'm staying in I've picked out the restaurants in advance right on the weekend we try to pick one restaurant to go to so food is a passion and I think that's what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you get somebody who maybe doesn't have that, that natural connection to food, but they're going to build it because they're helping make the meal. So I got a knife in their hand. They got a cutting board. Boom. They might be chopping a pepper or an onion and helping sear off uh, some chicken and some steaks, whatever menu I help the customer, uh, the homeowner uh, custom create. So uh, for somebody, and I'm looking at Kim over there because I know Kim's not, uh, she's laughing, but I know she's not a natural uh, cook in the kitchen. Does she fall under my wife? The only reason she has a kitchen is it came with the house. It came with the house. There yeah, you go. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I can tell. Yeah, um, but you know, you, you it helps form that connection to the kitchen, and you know what it does? It builds referral business back to uh, fine lines because it shows that it's a custom. It's a company that cares and that it's that relationship building that Adam talks about. And I want to talk about the other thing that it creates and that is just the amazing feeling that that homeowner gets from you know cutting that ribbon and enjoying their new creation and learning how to use their appliances. The feedback we get from these things is just incredible and I can't thank Chef enough for the uh, experience he creates for our clients. And this is for either one of you, Chef or Mm -hmm. Adam. Yeah. Um, do you find that most of the clients, because they're doing this high-end kitchen, um, you know, okay, obviously the client is the designer, but their client is sort of the person who is going to be owning this equipment in their home. Do you find most, more often than not, tend to be foodies and cookers? Because it's not like they're just Ooh. buying some, you know, low-end entry range and, oh, there I go. I You know, I have a coil-top range. That's Art. a great question. I, I, I think we should both answer that. Go ahead, Adam. I want to hear your perspective. Yeah, I mean, um, I probably end up dealing with more of the customers on the front end, and there are several times where, you know, I will refer them to Chef Mark before they make their final selections because, again, we have very well-trained people in the showrooms, and a lot of us are kind of amateur chefs for want of a better phrase Um, but sometimes these clients have some very specific needs in the kitchen and obviously having a a professional chef in the company is a an invaluable resource we can use as and when we need it but i would say 70 to 80 percent of our clients shopping for high-end appliances are pretty discerning about the cooking and the performance of those cooking appliances yeah i he nailed it Uh, 70 30 is definitely the split seven uh 70 30 30 percent never turn the stove on yeah yeah like Real quick, I, yeah. I, I'm hearing you, and I certainly want to talk about the foodies, but how does that work? Is that just, 
hey, I need this big, bright, shiny thing yeah. Um, yeah. to they don't say, get, look at me, but I never use it? And they don't want to get it dirty. Are more, you kidding me? More often than not, they know they're going to sell the house in the next minute, uh, next uh, couple months or year, and they want to preserve the... Uh, uh, you know the look, have it be brand new, maybe never even used, literally brand new. That's crazy. Um, so I'll I just call, can't imagine. Yeah, I call that customer and they're like, "Thank you, but no thanks." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, if you change your mind, let me know." And uh, oh God, I hope yeah. I could get to that status yeah. someday. But uh, I don't know. I look at some of the beautiful ranges, and I, I, I would be personally too tempted. I'd have to cook on it. One of the things that I find kind of amusing on that subject is one of the brands that we carry actually send you out the brass burners and some black burners that you can actually replace to cook on. So you can keep your brass burners looking perfect because they've kind of worked out that not everybody wants to kind of patina their brass. All right. Well, listen, we are up against a break. Love having you guys. I have like a million more questions. Yeah. Darn breaks. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to hear from uh, Kim Stubbs, Kimberly Stubbs, Market Development Manager uh, and NKBA President, I believe. So uh, stay tuned for that, and we'll be right back after a few words from our sponsor, Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Denver's largest appliance and mattress dealer. Black Friday prices now at Appliance Factory. Save up to 40 to 80% on thousands of in-stock appliances and mattresses. Largest inventory in the Western U.S. Appliance Factory gets exclusive factory buys from the manufacturer at huge discounts, and they pass the savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot's Black Friday sale prices. Save up to 40 to 80 percent from GE to KitchenAid. Mattress Kingdom Inside Appliance Factory has innovative brands like Purple, Tempur-Pedic, and Sealy at unbeatable savings. Black Friday prices now at Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Okay, welcome back everybody and we are here and we have a special guest, Kimberly Stubbs with Appliance Factory Fine Lines Market Development Manager and President of the NKBA. However, before I get to her, uh, I want to touch on something, Chef. We were talking about all these incredible sort of dinner parties yes. and cooking classes that you do. It all sounds marvelous. Thank but you. I think the big question, and if I'm listening, I want to know, who has to clean up everything, man? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I'll tell you, it's really simple. It's me. You? You, yes, it's me. I wash the dishes. Uh, what I do is uh, I bring the cookware, and after the party, I take the cookware. Uh, I don't clean it at the customer's home, at the uh, homeowner's house. I put it in bus tubs, and I haul it back to my commercial kitchen that I uh, wash things commercially. So I can get in there, big three sink, So you're even bringing the knives, forks, spoons. Do you do, like, glasses, too? I, I bring <laughs> everything but glassware and uh, plates and silver. But I could if somebody needs it. So, wait, so you don't bring plates and silver? Uh, I don't, unless they need it, but I can. All so, right, but how about, yeah. so then... What happens to the glass and silver at the home? Do you show them how to use their new dishwasher, yeah, their new high-end dishwasher? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I load their dishwasher. I wash the dishes. I load, you know, get all of those into the dishwasher. Uh, if things need to be hand-washed, I go ahead and take care of that. I wipe down their kitchen. And what I do is I send the customer a, a what-to-expect uh, email. And one of the things I recommend is have your uh, dishwasher clear, uh, clean and empty before I get there. Uh, clear off your countertop because we're going to need all the space on. So forth. So I really walk people through it step by step. And if they want, I have an optional kitchen assistant professional hostess that I can bring along with me. And she can do things like bartend, hostess, door check, coat check, all those kind of things. So if somebody wants that extra special feel like a guest in their home, they have that option as well. 
Awesome. Well, Miss Kimberly Stubbs, great to have you. Thank um, you. I mean, how awesome is it that you, um, I, and I'm assuming you speak to a lot of the clients, uh, or have certainly, and I'm, how, how does this go when you talk to uh, your clients about having uh, Chef Mark come out uh, as a potential uh, part proposition uh, to your clients? So usually I talk with um, the designers and contractors mostly, um, and sometimes they'll send me information and I'll t- reach out to their customers. But on, on general, they're very excited about uh, having Chef Mark and doing the in-home cooking class because um, who doesn't want to celebrate, uh, you know, their their dream kitchen and invite you know their family and friends over and show it off. So tell me a little bit about. Uh, we talked a little bit with Adam. There, it, it, look, it's challenging. There's delays. Tell me about. Um, some of the things that you run aqua- uh, across that become very, very difficult in um, being successful. Like I'm assuming, you know, uh, homes are custom built, right? And I'm assuming, you know, getting the measurements and, you know, specs to the um, uh, to your client, to the designer, to the architect, follow up with that, follow up with vendors. So when I- I'm assuming all of that becomes very challenging. Um, it does, but it's it's good for us because we have some very highly trained um, account managers that work with the customers to pick out their their dream appliances for their kitchen. Um, and it helps too because they'll also be in contact with the contractors, the designers, architect, um, send them specs. You know, we'll um, make sure once the client picks their appliances, we'll send them specs to make sure that they do fit in with um, like the cutouts and what will work for their kitchen. So we, we make sure before we actually place an order that they're going to work in all aspects um but it also helps that we have very highly trained sales associates that can you know knows all the ins and outs of all the different brands and i would also think and i i just think with this knowledge there's so many things that uh people don't think about right as an example is uh and let's be honest most high-end kitchens are using uh gas cooktops uh, gas ranges, high-end ranges. Um, Induction. Yeah, well, I get that, right? And that's electric. But I think I was going towards, hey, uh, it's probably important to know whether you have propane or natural gas. And I don't think that the consumer generally thinks that, and maybe not even the designer at times, right? They're not in the appliance business. Um, uh, I, I would think that's a big part of that communication, too, uh, that people don't even think about. Yes. And, you know, and our, our sales staff, they go through like a checklist. So they'll know what questions to ask to narrow down exactly what they're needing. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, if, even if it's um, a dryer, they'll, they'll make sure that if it's, you know, a gas or an electric dryer, um, you know, if they're needing yeah, propane or if they're needing a conversion kit for, for their uh, for their range. You know, you mentioned, uh, Kevin, uh, the NKBA president. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, which, uh, Kim, uh, we're, we're honored to have the president of the NKBA here in studio. But, uh, Kim, can you mention what the NKBA is and how that plays into what you were just talking about as far as ensuring accuracy and professionalism in um, something that's so extremely complicated? Yes, the NKBA, National Kitchen and Bath Association, is the world's leading trade association for the kitchen and bath industry, and we provide tools, research, certification, and events to thousands of professionals um, all across the United States. 
Um, and it's always good to hire a certified kitchen and bath designer just because there are so many um, intricacies with everyone's kitchen and, and bath is different. So um, they're very, very knowledgeable as a certified kitchen and bath designer through the NKBA. Um, and we'll know all those different techniques. They have to keep updated um, on training throughout their five years in the industry before they even beca- can become a certified kitchen and bath designer. And then afterwards, they still have to do um updated CEUs or certified education units every two years to keep their accreditation. I would think, Kim, that's important, too, because let's be honest, we all heard nightmares out there, right? Fly-by-night designer, fly-by-night companies who really don't have the accreditation, really don't have the training, and the next thing you know, you got a mess on your hands. Did you know that this is a certification? I I, I didn't know that before I met Kim, and, and she started working with the NKBA, that that it, not only is it a certification and a formal education, but also how critical it is to to having a, a, a properly designed kitchen or bathroom. That is amazing. Well, think about all that can go wrong, right? Oh, I, and you've, I and you've given hundreds of thousands of dollars and probably more, right? Because that designer is probably you know doing the cabinetry, probably getting marble, probably doing all the high-end appliance. I mean, a high-end uh, appliance kitchen can be overwhelming in itself, right? Yes. And you have somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. What a disaster that could potentially be. So um, really having that knowledgeable, certified person uh, when you are out there looking uh, for that individual, I would think is just incredibly important, Kim. Yes, and certified designers, um, you know, they're very knowledgeable in all things to do with the kitchen and bath, and um, they're able to, you know, know about plans, designs, building, and even the latest materials and techniques that are using because they they have to keep up to date on all these. So they'll they'll be able to make sure that you know your project looks current now, and then also in five years, it's still going to look like it's brand new and still up to date. Well, listen, we are running out of time. Uh, Adam, I want to thank you for coming in, telling us a little bit about uh, Appliance Factory Fine Lines. My my takeaway is really, at the end of the day, hearing from you both is, why go anywhere else? Um, you guys are professionals. You're pros. You really get this down. You have my good uh, buddy over here and partner within your business, who I highly recommend, Chef Mark. You offer... I I don't know, maybe there's other companies that kind of offer what you do, but I'm kind of doubting it. I mean, is that a fair statement? Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Um, I would say that the thing that separates us most from our competition, aside from obviously the Chef Mark experience, is you know the passion that my account managers put into helping these designers and end users create that dream kitchen and the kind of the the level that we go to to find out about that customer and everything that is important to them. Yeah, and I would think at the end of the day, what you don't ever want to do is have a, I don't know, $50,000, $100,000 mistake, right? You don't want to be looking at that appliance and going, God, why did I do this? Kevin, if I can share with you my biggest fear, and thankfully it hasn't been realized yet, and I hope it never is, you know, it is that somebody comes in and spends thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 on appliances and, you know, one or two weeks into that ownership experience thinks, what the hell did I buy? Right. Isn't that a great statement? I think that's really, really important. Well, thank you both for being on air. It's great to have you today. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. It is time for 10-second tips from Chef Mark Kevin. 
You got the timer ready? You think? I, what, I right. got it. You know, we we should do. Think we can put odds whether Chef could actually over and under, like over a minute or under a minute, even like, though it's supposed to be ten seconds. Over nine and a half. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah uh, when you're, yeah, and when you're like recording it at fourteen. Oh, I I have it exactly we, nine and a half. We we uh we've we're, we've got a couple of these under our belt now. Okay, um, I'm getting the swing of things, so uh, I'm ready. All right, All you right. have ten seconds to tell our listeners. Okay. What is the best cutting board and why? Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah. That is clever. I, by the way, you know me. I love charcuterie. I have. I must have seven cutting boards. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, at There's, least five. I, 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 I'm going to one-up you. I'm going to oh, one-up okay. you. I'm going to talk about the three cutting boards. Okay. Worst, okay, and best, and why. Okay. In 10 I, seconds. In 10 seconds. Kev. All right. All right. I have the over. <laughs> All right, ready? All right, Mark, here we go. Go. Glass is the worst because it dulls your knives instantly. Plastic is okay. It's good on your knives. It's easy to clean, but it can absorb um, uh, bacteria. Wood is king. It's good on your cutting board and it's safe. Kev? 12.7. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I was about to say, well, I thought you were going to tell me which kind of wood, Chef, right? I mean, let's now let's let's extend this for okay. another six seconds or so. Okay. What is, is it? Bamboo? Like what is? Yeah, bamboo is great, but um, oak. You know, oak. hardwood. A lot of those bamboo boards are fine, but they just don't really hold up. Uh, the glues that hold them together start right. to delaminate. And it, would it also be the same because it's a softer wood? The food would kind of stain or yeah, get in it? Yeah, it's and... not as good as like a good oak cutting board uh, because you know wood, wood uh, used to be a tree. It has a natural tendency to resist uh, bacteria growth. Where plastic, I've seen many plastic cutting boards where people wash them and put them yeah, next to all, each other. They're like orange. Yeah, well, in the in the cabinet, let's say, and and like mold grows in between. Oh, Jesus! Us. So, um, although they're very friendly to the knife, they're actually not as bacteria resistant as a good old fashioned wood cutting board. We'll be back next week on 104.3 The Fan with more information. Uh, this dream house. Uh, we can't wait to see you guys. Have a great day, everybody.